Welcome to the You Can Have It All podcast to create a successful business and a thriving family. I am your host, Mona Tavastili from Mompreneurs Worldwide. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of You Can Have It All, where we talk about entrepreneurship, family, well-being, and impact. Today, I have a special guest, and we're going to talk about an important topic, mindset hacks for business growth. I once heard that the strategies that we learn only contribute to 20% of our success and the other 80% is our mindset. Yes, you heard me right. We all spend lots and lots of time on marketing and business strategies sometimes without giving enough attention to another important factor, which is our mindset towards everything in life. It's the resilience that keeps you going when things get hard. It's your belief that you're capable of solving any challenge that helps you to come up with new innovative ideas. Otherwise, two people might follow the exact same strategies and get two very different results based on their mindset. I'm very excited to introduce you to my guest today, Melissa Frolik. Melissa is a sought-after business strategist, mentor, and mindset coach who works with established entrepreneurs ready to grow their teams, optimize systems, and scale their businesses. Melissa loves coaching other women how to grow profitable online businesses of their own. In 2019, she launched her signature coaching and mentoring program focused on helping other virtual assistants and online business managers up-level their services and reach more of their ideal clients. Welcome to the show, Melissa. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. Tell us more about yourself, how you started this journey, and uh, about your personal life as well. Okay. So my journey is probably similar to a lot of people's um, in the sense that I never imagined that I would be here because I had a cushy corporate job and things were amazing. And then I fell in love. So because of that, I moved across the country because my husband, thankfully it worked out. My husband is um, active duty military. So I had to give up my corporate position if I was going to follow him. And I did. And that led to difficulty finding another corporate position that, you know, matched my skill sets. And so I just really decided I wanted to create something that gave me freedom because that's one of my core values and created sustainability in my life and that was portable. And so I started working as a virtual assistant and eventually became an online business manager and then really started moving into the consulting space and helping very established business owners, coaches, course creators, membership site owners grow and optimize their business. And out of that naturally came the coaching side of my business, which was helping other women who wanted to become service-based providers like VAs or online business managers grow their businesses as well. So that's been my journey over the past five years. So I have a really unique experience in terms of I've done the doing that is part of, of my coaching. That's fantastic. And how do you help your clients? Who Tell me who is your ideal client as well? So my ideal client in terms of coaching is somebody that has been in business for, you know, about a year and or to two years, and they are making some consistent revenue in their business, but all of their time and effort is really going into the doing in terms of the services they provide. And they're not carving out space to treat their business like a business or step into that role as the CEO of their business. And so they're aware of that and they want to make that happen, but they just don't know how to do it on their own. And lo and behold, there are a lot of mindset things that are coming up for them and keeping them stuck in a space that's not allowing them to scale. So I really like to help people understand what's truly possible in terms of their growth and make a plan to get them there and support them through that. 
And Melissa, when do you think is the right time for a person to to start working with you in terms of when you say consistent revenue, are we talking about four figures, five figures, or it doesn't really matter as long as they they make that consistent revenue on a monthly basis? Yeah, so the number doesn't really matter as much to me. I'm not a coach that says I only work with people at, you know, a certain revenue level. I will tell yeah. you that most of my clients are making somewhere between 1 to 5k a month uh, US dollars in their business and they've usually been in business for 1 to 2 years. And that's for the group coaching, right? That's kind of the entry level. The reason I I put people kind of in that bucket is because I want people that have taken the the initiative to get clarity on their business. They have a why, they know what motivates them and they've tested some things out. They have proof of concept and they're thinking bigger, but they need that help to get to having that come to fruition. So you asked me what, what I do for my clients and really it's, I get them to a place of clarity. I teach them how to rewire their mindset so they can get out of their own way and then provide that accountability to get them to their goals and beyond. And our mindset is super important. I think the mindset of an employee, a lot of times as business owners, we still keep our mindset of our, our employee mindset when we start a business. So I'd love to, to um, explore this more of in terms of when we move from corporate into becoming a business owner, but afterwards as from a solopreneur to a business owner with teams and systems, tell me more about this mindset and why is it so important? So mindset is so important because it's usually the piece that is overlooked. And I was just having a conversation yesterday with a very, very successful um, business owner, multi six figure business and rapidly growing. And she said to me, I just don't get the mindset piece. I rely on my hard work and my hustle. That's what's gotten me to where I am today. Mm -hmm. And I can relate to that so very much. But I will tell you that once I realized the importance of the mindset component, that's when things really started to scale with much more ease in my business. And so I started paying attention to that and doing more work and digging in deeper. And I realized I didn't have to hustle as hard when I could work on my mindset. And so that is, is what I love bringing to light for other people and helping them understand like your mindset is probably what's holding you back. It's not the skill set. It's not the fact that you need more certifications or more experience. It's really the beliefs that we have about our abilities that we're not even recognizing. So true. And when it comes to mindset, Melissa, we usually talk about the fixed mindset and the growth mindset. So tell me, what does it mean to have a growth mindset in your opinion? To summarize it, I mean, a growth mindset is really that we can learn anything, that we welcome feedback, that there's always room for improvement, and that we weren't born with a set amount of abilities and skills, right? That's in the fixed mindset. And so many people think that they're only so good, or they can only do, you know, a set amount of things. And when you get into the growth mindset, it's really about like, what else is possible? What can I learn from this experience? Um, who else can do this better and faster than me? And really shifting the way that we approach everything that comes at us from feedback to obstacles to opportunities. And also, Part of that is not having to say yes to everything, which is interesting, right? We think about a growth mindset. We, we often think that that means that we have all these opportunities. Sure, that's part of it. That's part of the abundance. But a growth mindset is really recognizing, should I say yes to an opportunity that comes my way? Is this going to really serve me well in terms of what the bigger vision is for my business? 
So that's something I, I always like to talk about because growth doesn't mean bigger. Growth mindset means clarity and really doing a lot of introspective work as well um, based on the learnings from, from everything that we do. And as women, a lot of times we hear people say that mothers are multitaskers, we're capable of doing everything. And even with the name of the podcast, we say you can have it all, but you can't do it all. So it's so important to understand the priorities and what serves us at any given moment. Um, once I heard that for every yes, you're automatically saying a no to another opportunity. So it's so important to choose those yeses wisely as well. Let's talk about the difference between a CEO mindset and an employee mindset from your own experience, because you left corporate and you started your own business, your own experience, as well as your clients. Right. So this is such a fun topic. And anyone who is coming into the entrepreneurship space probably has some degree of an employee mindset that they're bringing with them, no matter how, you know, business minded you are, like there are just things that have been instilled from our very first experiences or, or thoughts around jobs, right? So many people have done work for other, for other people and have had a boss. And when you come into this space and you become your own boss, it's really a hard transition. One of the biggest things is affirmations really help with this. And we'll talk about this a little bit more later, but um, around money and with a CEO mindset, like there is no limit to the amount of success that you can have in your business. And that's a big one. Like that encompasses so many things, right? With an employee mindset, it's fixed in terms of, I know how much I'm going to make. It's dictated for me. This is your rate, or this is your salary, or this is your allotment for this project. But as the CEO, that's infinite. And so that ties into everything in terms of, you know, where I want to go with my business versus I have quarterly goals that I have to meet because my boss laid them out for me. Like as the CEO, you're thinking about what are these quarterly goals and how do they tie into my three-year goals and my five-year goals? So it's such a bigger picture style of thinking and it brings up a lot of things. A lot of imposter syndromes and limiting beliefs come in when you start embracing the CEO mindset. So although it's important to shift from that, that more of a limiting employee mindset over into that abundance growth CEO mindset, there's a lot of work that has to be done there. So if somebody wants to learn more about this mindset, because I believe that it's not just about uh, taking another course or watching the next video, something needs to shift within you as well. And um, I want to know when does that shift happen or how do you work with your clients to guide them to have that CEO mindset? Right. So one of the biggest things is really what's coming up for you right now. Where do you feel stuck? What are those messages that continue to pop into your head that cause these limiting beliefs or imposter syndrome to pop up and really getting to the root cause of whatever is holding you back right now? That's usually where I like to start. And then that usually leads into a lot more work. And sometimes it's, you know, trauma that we experience. Sometimes it is messages that we were um, given as a child by our, our family and, and not for any malicious reason, right? They're just old, old adages that we've heard. Like one that came up for me for a long time was never look a gift horse in the mouth, meaning mm -hmm. don't pass up on opportunities. So I struggled and I still do a lot of times with saying no, to opportunities. Like I really have to go into a space of evaluating an opportunity and making sure that it truly is an opportunity, not just, you know, another 
um, potential prospect that could turn into a client? Does this really align with my vision and my goals and all of the things? So we, we work backwards. Like, where are you right now? And then I want to know where you want to go. And then what's keeping you, why aren't you already there to your goals? Like, that's really what kind of the timeline it's a, a bouncing around from present day to where do you want to be? But then let's go backwards and find out what's really coming up for you and what's really causing this. And um, we talked a little about mindset, Melissa. You are you started as a VA, and then you um, also you were also OBM, online business manager. Mm-hmm. So tell me about the importance of creating systems in your business and working with the team as well. Yeah, so <laughs> systems are everything, and it's again a mindset thing in terms of we are all capable, like you mentioned earlier, especially as moms, we can do it all, but we don't need to be responsible for doing it all. So systems allow the business to not run because of us, right? It allows us to remove ourselves, but allow the business to still function and grow and scale. So establishing systems is so incredibly important. And whether these are your client acquisition systems or invoicing systems, or maybe it's team communication systems, whatever it might be, like looking at your business holistically and saying, what's taking up the bulk of my time right now? And how can I remove myself from that? There has to be a way to streamline or automate this. And so as an online business manager, and some of you may be hearing that term for the first time, that's really your your right-hand person to come into your business who's going to speak your language and tell you what is possible in terms of making it more operationally efficient. So some other titles that would go along with that would be like a director of ops, um, an, an integration specialist, and then you might hear the term implementer as well. And that would be really the person who is doing the thing. So a team is incredibly important, right? But a team that works around systems that allow your business to scale. So there's so many components to it, but one of the first things that you can do is really start paying attention to the things you do every day or every week, and then documenting your process, whether that's just making a quick loom video and saying, here's how I go and respond to comments on Instagram, or here's how I go and um, interact with my clients in whatever portal you're in so that you can hopefully outsource a portion, if not all of that task to somebody else on your team or hire that a team member who can take it over for you. So again, systems are never done, right? We're always adding more systems and streamlining where we can. And that's part of that growth mindset is looking at how can I improve this? What can I learn from what didn't work well so that I can create more efficiency in my business? And who can do this better and faster than me so that it doesn't all come back on me because I'm the CEO of my business but I don't have to be the one responsible for doing all the things. And I noticed that when we pivoted our business from a traditional to a digital business, the creating system is actually is not, is not optional anymore. It's a must. So when we had events and in-person trainings, we had a team of 10, 11 people that we didn't necessarily have systems in place, but everybody was coming to the office. We had daily meetings and I didn't feel that we needed, I didn't understand the importance of creating systems with a smaller team. I believe when you have maybe 50 or over 200, employees, definitely you need to have um, those systems in place. But a smaller team, it was still manageable. But now with a digital business and running a virtual team, I feel that even if you have two, three people in your in your team, you definitely need to have those systems in place. Otherwise, it will get really messy. Absolutely. Melissa, give us uh, some tips that help you stay on top of your game. You are a mom as well, and you're running, you're, you're running your business. You have your own clients. How do you, how do you have it all? <laughs> well, I think 
admitting, you know, there's always room for improvement is the first thing. Like I like to be really real with people, especially as a coach and a mentor and a teacher, I'm improving every day. I'm trying to do better. And the biggest thing that, you know, has really allowed me to be a mom and be a wife and also a very successful multi six figure business owner is boundaries. And I think that starts with something as simple as office hours. Like when are you going to work? When are you going to work with your clients or on your products? And then aside from that, when are you going to work on your business? So that's one of my big tips is making sure that you are setting aside time to work on your business. And this ties directly to mindset because you'll be shocked that when you really carve out CEO time, and I always tell my clients, start with something simple, like give yourself a 30 minute block on Fridays or Mondays, um, whatever it might be. And then, and work up to multiple times a week. But when you show up for yourself, you're going to show up for your clients in such a different way and, and be so much more energized. When I go in and start working with a client who's just burnt out, like that's one of the biggest things I'm like, how do we take back your time and protect space for you? So you can get back to that joy of, of figuring, you know, going back to your why and what, why did you start this in the first place? And then the other thing is identifying limiting beliefs. And this has been really, really powerful. And it's so simple. And when you, when you start understanding the power of it, that's what I mean. The, sim the simplicity of limiting beliefs are not simple. They're, they're work. And that's part of mindset. I just want to be clear about that. Like it's a work in progress and you've always got to be working at it, but it gets easier because you have more tools and more awareness, but limiting beliefs are super powerful little tiny things that can hold us back in such a big way. And so it might be around money. Like who am I to, you know, be charging this much for my product or course? That's one that I hear a ton. And that's a limiting belief that is is really important that we talk about and address, right? Like why don't you deserve to be charging that? Do you believe in the value that you're bringing? And so looking at the opposite of the limiting belief that comes up for you. So that's really a simple tip that I can share with each of you. So if something is coming up, um that's pushing you also into a place of scarcity. Do you have proof that that thing is true? Where did, where did that come from in your, you know, history or experiences that's really making you kind of paralyzed because of these conversations that are in your head. So being aware of the voices in your head, as funny as that sounds is really, really important so that you can say, okay, I'm going to isolate this. Clearly I've got something coming up around money or clearly I have something coming up around um, my expertise, right? Imposter syndrome. Hello. So true. Acknowledging it, right? Is the first thing acknowledging it and then pausing and giving it some space and figuring out, okay, there's not fancy tools that is, that is going to make you have some, you know, seller mindset. It's really about how much work and energy are you willing to give to yourself to improve? And, and so pausing and thinking about it, you're going to be shocked at how much clarity comes from that and saying, well, of course, that's not true. Of course, I can charge that plenty of other people are and I absolutely deserve that. And I mentioned imposter syndrome. And that's something that comes up at every stage of business. It feels it feels like it comes up more when you're first starting out, but I don't know that that's true. It just comes up differently and I'm sure you can relate <laughs> as you continue to have success, right? And you think about the next thing you're going to put out there. Like imposter syndrome can perk up at any time. And anybody who says that they have combated imposter syndrome, well they probably have the secret to forever youthfulness too because I don't believe it's possible, right? <laughs> it's just not. Like we have to be aware of it as well and then figure out like what is going to be your plan 
for when it pops up next time. Like that's one of the easiest mindset hacks. So if you find that when you get on social media to post or engage in Facebook groups or whatever it is that you're doing for your business, the imposter syndrome pops up for you because you are noticing all of the things that everyone else is doing and you're starting to compare yourself to them and you're paralyzing yourself. I want you to be aware of that. And first of all, realize how much time you're wasting and you're not staying on task for what you got on there to do in the first place. And then maybe it's, realizing I shouldn't be the one posting my social media because this distracts me every time and it does no good except pop up imposter syndrome. So awareness in terms of this needs to be the first thing I delegate to a team member. Maybe they are responsible for posting my social media because this is actually taking me down a path that I don't need to go down. My time is spent better in other places. Melissa, two things that I love. I mean, I love everything that you said, but two <laughs> things that I want to highlight is that I'm so happy that you you talked about imposter syndrome because sometimes you feel that we are alone. Like it's only, it oh. only happens to us. Like, why is this happening to me? And I heard that many, many times from our members as well. Um, and it's interesting that our masterclass for this month at Montpellier's Tribe was also about imposter syndrome. And it's such an important topic to talk about. And exactly as you mentioned, it comes in at every stage of your business. And one thing that I was sharing with our members was that I was very comfortable in Dubai with our business that I was running for eight years, very comfortable with that network and our business model. But all of a sudden we moved to Vancouver and then all these questions come up. Am I good enough for the North American market? <laughs> <laughs> How is the digital business? So it means that you're just growing. And as long as it doesn't stop you from taking action, I think if you recognize that voice, um, and that's why we also practice like journaling and bringing awareness to our lives within our community, because these things happen regardless of which stage we're at in our business, regardless of our age, it will always be there. And it's important to recognize and become aware and then take positive actions. Oh, absolutely. And you mentioned two of my favorite things, you know, journaling and affirmations are something that I really, really believe in. And I, I have to be honest, I didn't believe in them two years ago. I thought they were a little bit woo and just something that like meditation, mm. you know, like it's just something people talk about. And I will tell you that for me, like all of those things are really, really important, but finding what works for you. Some of my clients hate journaling. They're like, I, I had somebody that this literally came up. She had a big resistance to journaling because in her younger years, somebody stole her journal and read all of her private thoughts. So that was associated with trauma for her. Now that was huge that she had awareness around that and that we got to that. So guess what? We didn't do journaling. Like we did affirmations. And one of my favorite things is the five minute journal because it's quick journaling prompts and affirmations. And as a mom, I can do this with a two and a half year old running around. I can commit to five minutes a day. So <laughs> if you could relate to that, let me tell you, like, it's a winner. I started um, doing affirmations around money because I had a lot of money mindset blocks as my business really grew. And I started writing down big goals in there. Like I am building a sustainable $500,000 business, right? And when I started putting those numbers out there, I didn't believe it myself, but I knew that I needed to bring awareness to it and, and start giving attention and energy to shifting my mindset. And I will tell you that three months in, it was amazing to look at that and totally believe what I was writing down, right? So identifying where I was really stuck and then affirming that the opposite was true to help me move past those imposter syndrome things that were coming up and those limiting beliefs. So 
journaling is so important. And then you mentioned something else, which is, you know, your mompreneur tribe, having your community of people, because I mentioned at the beginning that my coaching is based on practical strategies, rewiring your mindset, and then the accountability. So you can have great strategies in your business, but if you don't have these other two pieces, you're likely going to fall short somewhere along the line because having the mindset in the right space is going to allow you to keep moving forward, but you also need the accountability in terms of a supportive community. And that's what I love about what you have built because that's where you can be vulnerable and talk about these things that you feel like only you have, but other women are going to show up and say, oh my gosh, I thought the same thing last week too. I'm so glad you're sharing that. And then it's just empowering and you move through past or around something so much faster. So I love community and accountability. It's such a key component. So true, Melissa. And you actually contributed to the Mompreneur Tribe as well. You're one of our experts. So thank you again for sharing your strategies with our community also. And that is what I love the most about communities is that the ability to connect people from all around the world to each other. I think that's priceless. That's how we are using technology in the best possible way for these connections and learning from each other. And one thing that I learned is that no matter where you are in the world, the challenges are very similar. Like when we're talking about the challenges that entrepreneurs have, the challenges that moms have, the things that we're going through, our mindset, they are universal. So there are a lot of things that we can learn from each other and empower each other. So true. And the second thing that I wanted to highlight is when you mentioned uh, delegating, for example, the social media tasks to somebody else. And one more thing that I realized is that a lot of times, even unconsciously, we choose these admin jobs because they're easier to be done. So if you want to work on your plan and strategy and write content, it requires more of your mental energy. And sometimes even unconsciously, we try to do the little things like the emails and social media because it's harder to do those things. And again, I'm very happy you mentioned it because it's important to recognize that, yes, maybe our mind is tired and doesn't want to do the important things, but it is important to have that discipline to start with the things that matter the most, help us to grow our business and delegate and eliminate everything else that is not serving us. Absolutely. And that's such an important component of, of growth and really stepping into that CEO mindset is giving yourself permission to not have to do it all. And it's a hard one for us, especially as women and as moms, but it is really important. We are actually in the middle of creating our own systems. And one thing that I have um, in my mind is that if I bring somebody from outside and they don't know anything about our business, are they able to follow these systems? So it has to be as clear as that. I'm so happy that we're going through creating these systems because they are essential. Um, Melissa, tell us about your daily routines as a mom and an entrepreneur. Sure. So pretty much Monday through Friday, we get up in the morning and um, I get my daughter Ellie ready for the day. I have a nanny that comes. My nanny, I always tell people, was my very first hire in terms of my team. Um, I was building my business with a tiny baby breastfeeding, and I knew that if I wanted to grow and scale at the pace that I was hoping to, I was going to have to get help. And so I made a goal of, you know, each new client, a portion of that would be having more time with the nanny. And then of course, next came a virtual assistant and I added my team from there. But my nanny allows me to really show up as the best version of myself for my business owners uh, that I work with. But also then when it's when I'm done with that, I get to go be mom as the best version of myself. So from 
eight o'clock in the morning until 2 p.m. That is when I'm all in on my business. And then at two o'clock, I'm done for the day and I get to go be mom. I may choose to, you know, respond to a Slack message here or there, but I have to tell you, like at this point in my business, my team is so efficient and so amazing. Like they don't bug me. And we also don't have fires. Sure. There's an occasional, you know, a link isn't working or somebody needs something, but trust me as an OBM and a VA, I was in a lot of businesses that were constantly on fire and I made a real conscious effort to build my business in a way that was going to be streamlined. Is it perfect? Absolutely not. And are we always improving? You bet. But it allows me to really stay in the space of mom and not have the stress. So I have very clear boundaries with my clients. They know when they will hear from me. People who have Voxer access to me for coaching, they know I will respond within 48 business hours. Um, And that if I'm with Ellie and I can't respond right away, they're totally fine with that. So my, my schedule is pretty basic, but I've worked really hard to get to a pretty basic schedule and it works really well for me. Melissa, what you shared is a dream. <laughs> I have to tell you that. So creating a system, and this is something I learned from James Woodmore, and I don't know how many times I mentioned it, that your business is not your baby, because if it's your baby, then it's always attached to you. Your business should be a machine. <laughs> so there has to be systems in place so it runs on its own and it doesn't need you. And that's, that's again, we all have many successful business owners who have been in business for 20 plus years and they they're multi-million dollar businesses but they're still very attached to the owner and you don't have that freedom so as you said it's the mindset that you have from the beginning that i'm creating a business that doesn't need me 24 7 and that is so important melissa what is your favorite motto That practice makes progress. And I think that that's so important is to recognize that progress counts, effort counts. Um, And that is something that is really, really indicative of a growth mindset versus Mm. a fixed mindset. People only tend to reward the outcome instead of the effort. And so I really love that motto because that's not something that was instilled in me, not on purpose, but I think just how I was born. Like I, I was so focused on the results instead of the effort that I was putting in. And I want to make sure that as a business owner, I'm recognizing the efforts of my team and my clients. And especially as a mom that I'm recognizing Ellie's efforts, like Mm. she's two and a half. And last night she wanted to learn how to whistle. And she was so frustrated because she couldn't (laughs) do it right away. And I just made sure to really show up and say, just keep practicing because every time you practice, you're getting a little bit better and a little bit better. And all this effort is really important instead of someday you'll learn how to whistle because I feel like maybe that's what I heard as a child. Again, not because anybody was trying to limit my mindset, but those tiny shifts, when you identify something like that, that's powerful to you, will take you so far down that, that journey of uncovering how to step into a better mindset. I love that. And that's such a cute story that you shared, Melissa. I love it. Um, My kids are a little older. So my son now is nine years old. And something that we always practice is that every master was once a disaster. So no matter matter what it is that he's learning, and it is hard at the beginning, like everything else is I'm not good at it. And then we, we just have to repeat that. Every master was once a disaster. So that's okay. We are, we are oh, practicing and we're learning. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa, thank you so much for sharing your expertise and um, your energy with our community. I really appreciate that. How can our listeners stay in touch with you? So they can join me over in the Up Level Lounge um, on Facebook. That's our free Facebook community. And I keep it really intimate. And we do a lot of 
just supportive activities. And we ask that you show up and share and be vulnerable and ask for help and celebrate your wins. That's something that we love doing. And I also just launched a podcast called the Up Level Lounge Podcast. So you can follow me over there for many more strategy, mindset, and accountability tips. Congratulations for launching your podcast. I'm sure it's an amazing one. And your Facebook group, and I'm not just saying that because you're my guest, but your Facebook group is one of my favorites. So oh, I, I am part of a lot of Facebook groups the ones that I check um, on a regular basis. One of them is yours. So I highly recommend everyone to join the Facebook group. All the links will be on the show notes. Any final words for our community? Just thank you so much for allowing me to be part of it. And I really just want to say to all the moms out there who are in this, this community that I'm so proud to know you and to be part of, of a mompreneur tribe like this because it's incredible and it's inspiring and Every moment that you show up is an inspiration to someone else and it's a step forward in the right direction. So keep up the good work. Your effort matters. Love that. Thank you so much, Melissa. It was a pleasure having you on the show and I'll talk to you soon. Bye everyone. Bye.